0: Led by and for women and people of color in New Mexico, Bold Futures builds communities where people have what we need to make real decisions about our bodies and lives. For Bold Futures, culture shift means creating art, messages, and media to shape narratives that matter. From Bold Futures and part of the ongoing Religious Refusals Culture Shift collaboration, this is the second season of Heart of New Mexico, a limited series examining religious refusals and its impact on New Mexicans and their lives. A religious refusal is when an individual or institution refuses to provide care or services to others based on their own religious beliefs. In the previous season of Heart of New Mexico, we heard a generational conversation from two families. In this episode, we sit in on another family conversation, three generations, Della, Victoria, and Deja, shared their perspectives on the shame and stigma of abortion care and its intersection with religious refusals and the lessons of love to bridge the gaps.
1: Hi, I'm Deja, and I am the daughter of Victoria and the granddaughter of Della. Hello, I
2: am Victoria, and I am the daughter of Della and the mother of Deja.
3: I'm the grandmother, mother of Victoria and grandmother of Deja.
0: Thinking about your childhood, being from New Mexico, if you've traveled outside of New Mexico, thinking about what outside looks and feels like in comparison to New Mexico, what is your favorite part about being from New Mexico?
3: I think the closeness with our families, because we had no TV, no radios, no nothing. So all our families would get together after church on Sunday and have a meal together. Cousins,
0: aunts, uncles... So, family. And Victoria, what's what's your favorite part about being from New Mexico?
2: That being people of color, we are not the minority here. We are very, it is very n- normal. Um, and I love that, that we don't feel like when we do travel outside, it there is a difference of some sort, um, a feeling. Here, it's just, I don't know, everyone feels happy and it feels good to have those neighbors have
1: people surrounding you and it it's a good feeling here and deja Um, I would say like the landmarks, like, you know, we have mountains here and, you know, our family's very athletic in a sense. So, you know, my uncle, he goes hiking and my brother goes hiking. And I just feel like even though we don't have a beach, we do have the mountains and we have the tram and we just have like beautiful scenery. So that's what I would say.
0: So Della, you were talking about one thing that sets New Mexico apart is the family, And so in thinking about New Mexico and the values that we have here, and in thinking about being raised with your family and the closeness with your family, what do you think sets New Mexico apart in terms of its values from other states or other areas?
3: I think, um, well, with me, I never experienced Mm prejudice. So that in itself is really important to me. I didn't experience that till I was what, maybe 50. Everybody's pretty equal.
0: And Victoria, what do you think sets New Mexico apart in terms of values from other areas or other states?
2: Family. It's, the family values are, that one's hard. (laughs) That one's a loaded question because there's so much, there's the good and the bad and, and it's, we just try and help each other. We just try and help each other and come through for each other.
0: And Deja, what do you think sets us apart?
1: Yeah I agree that's kind of like you know there's good and bad here um but I feel like the good is we definitely I feel like as a whole try to be very welcoming with people you know and I feel like it's getting so much better like now that you know I'm like growing up in this society and stuff and it's getting so much better with like stuff like you know Bold Futures and stuff with all the like the resources for women of color people of color because before you know it just there weren't many resources um So, yeah, I feel like just very welcoming, but then, of course, you know, there's the bad as well.
0: And Della, you had mentioned um, as part of family being something that is rooted for you in terms of being raised here in New Mexico, and you had mentioned that the family gathering like after church, so were you raised with a uh, religious background?
3: Yes, Catholic, Mm -hmm. born and raised, baptized, First Communion,
0: the works. (laughs) And Victoria, were you then also raised within a Catholic background?
2: Correct. Yes, I was. I was baptized um, first Holy Communion all through up until about high school. Okay.
0: Deja?
1: Um, so it was kind of like a mix. Um, I definitely would go to church with grandma when I was younger. We would all go. And I tried to like go down that realm. And then when I was younger, I did get dedicated to a Christian church. And then after that, um, I kind of just was more spiritual and it was more like the universe rather than an actual person.
0: Okay. And would the three of you consider yourselves still people of faith or?
2: No, not for me. I'm, I, I don't, um, it, granted I was born and raised with it, but that's not something that I've chosen to to um, to really engage in or take that path. It, it is more of a um, spiritual as opposed to a following of a church or dedica- or organization organi- yes, any of that. It's more so I just I practice on my own and and I follow my my intuition and and I'm not really guided by anything other than me
0: breathing. <laughs> And Deja or Della, still consider yourselves into the faith?
3: I, I feel very faithful. I I mean, I have a lot of faith. Mm-hmm. And I go to church, but only to kind of give, keep me on the straight and narrow. But I don't know that I really want to practice a lot of stuff that I've learned from the Catholic Church or even the Bible. So um, I kind of have my own thoughts on all of that.
0: Okay,
1: um, yeah, no, I definitely agree more with my mom. I'm more of like a spiritual, you know, believe in nature, you know, stuff like that. Um, so I wouldn't say that I'm very religious.
0: And so the part of the the point of the um, part of the point of these conversations is to talk about religious refusals. And if you haven't heard of what a religious refusal is, it's when someone um, utilizes their religious belief, their moral belief that they can then um, utilize that religious belief to refuse someone health care, to refuse someone um, opportunity or access, or um, if you go to a store and you don't want to fill a prescription, or if you're trying to get health care and you're LGBTQ, um, you could be refused uh, medical care. Is that something that you had heard of before, Della? Yes.
3: Yeah, I've heard of it and mm-hmm. i disagree i think everybody should be able to get medical care or any prescriptions filled or it's your choice it should be your choice
0: okay and victoria and deja is that something you'd heard of before
1: yeah i've heard of it um like i like i agree with my grandma i think it should be everyone's choice everyone's right to you know have their prescription filled no matter their gender or preference or anything like that Yes. Like Victoria? Yes, I have heard
2: of it. And ever, it, it should be everyone's choice. It should be their choices to what they need and what they feel is best for themselves.
0: And has any of you ever experienced that in your life?
2: Not a refusal of, not a refusal, but just, it, just the services that I had had were frowned upon by others and their beliefs. So it wasn't necessarily that they were they were refusing to have it. It was just shaming around the services that I was, I was having.
0: And do you feel comfortable explaining what that was, that situation?
2: Um, yeah. So I, I, I have had, uh, an abortion and the going up to the facility, um, there was just people surrounding it and not so many, but there was a few to just that I was, um, You know, making a bad choice, and um, there's other options. And even the place that Deisha, when I went to find out when I was pregnant, it was um, they were trying to persuade me to keep it and gave me booties and like made me feel um, so welcoming instead of giving me other options and saying, These are your choices. It was like, You can only have this child, and I was younger. I was seventeen when I found out I was pregnant, and that was the only place because there was a free, um, free pregnancy test that you could get there. And I was younger, and so then that's where I went, and they gave me blue booties. and Her dad was so excited, thinking that we were going to have a boy, and it was very forced upon. On just that was the only option, and so being that young i didn't know that there was other options not that i was i just i didn't know my options at that point um, and it was later in life when i did have the the experience where it was i knew it was best for my situation that that was what i needed in that time of my life And it was, it did hurt to feel shamed, but then it was so comforting when I did have it because they had the counselor on hand in my experience and kind of just made sure I was okay emotionally and supported to make sure that this is what I did want. Um, And then I felt like almost a sense of relief and I was taken care of because I was in good
0: hands and Deja has, has have you ever encountered or, or um, have known anyone to have encountered any kind of religious refusal or shame and stigma based on religious belief
1: um No, not really. I mean, with my best friend, with him, you know, being in that LGBTQ community, he definitely has, you know, will go out and he'll get looks and stuff like that. Um, You know, when he was going towards more of the femme side, when he was kind of, you know, just seeing, you know, who he was and stuff in high school, he definitely got looks. You know, we were going dress shopping and stuff and it was kind of just like, just rude comments. Like, I don't know, just a lot of rude um comments and faces. But other than that, no, I haven't really experienced it.
0: So Della, going back to you and having been rooted into, you know, a family and a community with a a strong Catholic backing, Catholic tradition, how do you feel when you hear that sometimes people use their religion to treat people differently, to not be accepted to refuse services or medical care, how does that make you feel that they use something that you you were raised with, that you feel deeply in? The
3: first time I heard this comment, I was very upset. Victoria was going to have Deja, and Anand from California was a nurse, and she said, it's not a sin to have an abortion, it's a sin to have a child and not care for it. I was so upset at what she said. But then as I've gotten older, I'm more educated about all of this. And um, I feel very differently about it. When she said that, but she had been in the medical field, a nurse, maybe she dealt with children, and and she said, and I, I was like, I couldn't believe it. You're my aunt, and you're saying it's okay for my daughter to have an abortion, but now I can understand it because I'm older. I, I feel very differently about it. A religion, abortion, you know, I feel very differently about it.
0: And Victoria had mentioned uh, and was open with having had access to abortion care. And did you know at the time that she was getting an abortion? And how did you feel? This is
3: the first time I hear about it. Going back to when, when I was growing up, and I told Victoria this this morning, I said, I think if we had gotten... Um, pregnant at 17, 18, it would have been a choice of having the baby or or suicide because it was that bad. Mm-hmm. You know, you're deathly afraid of your parents, of your religion. So, you know, what do I do? So this is the first time I hear about it. But I, I can be very calm about it, knowing the way I feel about it now. And this, and the situation
2: as well. Um, to, I've I've had a hard life with with um, domestic violence, and in that in that time it was hard, and I couldn't bring another child, which I felt I I did have to and I could not bring another child into the situation because we I had to um, take care of take care of my myself and them, and so it was it for my situation it was what we needed and um i i had to be okay in order to take care of the the babies that i did have and and yeah it it may be but it's i th- I thought we had i thought i had talked because i've been i've been so open with it um so i thought that we had talked at least Mm-mm-mm.
3: but i i have to admit i was very judgmental but being you know talking to victoria and maybe the groups I I think I've come a long way. I'm not that I'm not that judgmental anymore where I wouldn't I couldn't understand it because I had not experienced a lot of things.
0: So what would you tell other parents or other people who are using the religion in this way? What would you tell them about how to treat other human beings or well
3: if they made a choice to to have an abortion if they were Catholic, it's like, you know, um talk to people And do what's right for you.
0: Mm -hmm. And what would you tell other parents who are, um, you know, maybe hearing for the first time from their kids something like this?
3: I would say be very supportive and and loving because that's what they need. Because like I told Victoria when she said something to me and I said, I think I would love you more because, what was the, what did I say? I would love you more because you're crazy or because you're different. <laughs> I don't remember the exact words, but I said I would probably hug you and love you more. annoying the situation
2: because I wasn't I, but that's something with that's something that we did have to to kind of hide and and I want people to know, you know, it may not be your parent that you can turn to, but someone that's trusted that you can talk to. I talk to Deja a lot. My daughter knows we are an open book to each other, and we confide in so much because I've probably gone through it, and if she has questions, she can come to me. But not all families are like that. Um, Majority of families, there is shame and stigma um, surrounding whatever choices, life choices, you do want to make, whether it's um, transgender, whether it's an abortion, whether it's just... There's a breath love of things that you can be going through, and 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 your family has that religious poor, um tie to it, and not as accepting.
0: So I have a follow up question for you. You have Victoria. You have a a younger kid who's under ten. Yes. And in in New Mexico, in the city of Albuquerque, there was um, a set of parents. It was a same sex couple, female, who had a little boy and they were taking the, the child to like a Taekwondo place. The kid was originally allowed into the class, but after the the teacher or the had found out that the, the child um, had a same-sex parent, at least one part of their parents were in a same-sex relationship, he said that he wouldn't take the kid anymore because of that. So he was using his religious belief to deny a, a child a class to be able to do athletics... So, as a parent who has a kid who's under, under 10, how does that make you feel? If you could see me now, you would see that I do have tears in my eyes because it's so
2: heartbreaking to think that, that they would not be allowed or accepted for no control of theirs. I mean, it's, it's heartbreaking to even imagine that that can be done. Um And that prejudi- being prejudiced in that way is, is horrible uh, because then it just trickles on and it it allows for other people that space to be hateful. And instead of being accepting and loving it it's not a it's a negative it's negativity and allowing others either young people or other adults to, to think that that's okay. And that is accepted when it's not. Everyone should have the right to, to be in those classes or to, to just express themselves. And my, my little one, he is very accepting and he's going to be accepted for the way he is too, because, you know, he loves his, his petties and he he's very, he's amazing. And letting him know he's going to have a different dynamic because his dad has very strong views. Um, he may not be accepted for the way he is or it's going to be a, a long journey if if he chooses a different life than what he's been brought up to be. And um, I'm letting him know from very early on, you do you, you do you. And I've always told them just, as long as you're giving 110%, that's all that I ask, everything else will fall into place. And, and being supportive to him is what we've been doing. Um, yeah.
0: So Della, hearing this story that actually happened in New Mexico, does that sound like a New Mexico value that you have known and grown up with in the state?
3: Not at all, because first of all, we were never confronted with anything like that. But I think people are very accepting now. They would allow the child in the class and
0: be okay with it. Deja, my question to you is, being from a younger generation, seeing maybe how things have changed through the three-generation conversation we're having here, what hopes do you have from that younger generation going forward not just for New Mexico, but for for all the world.
1: I think um, the hopes I have is love is love. It comes in many different shapes, sizes, forms, colors, everything, and I just hope one day that everyone can realize love is love and just let people be happy.
0: Religious refusals happens for employment. Mm-hmm. It happens, you know, with that example of the the little boy trying to get into the class with someone who's trying to get contraception at a pharmacy, someone who's trying to access um, care to abortion. For your generation, what do you hope changes? What do you hope to see that's different?
1: I just hope that like, whether you know, you're in a career or you are at a dojo and you're a teacher or something, I just hope that in like, you know, the next couple years, you know, down the line that we realize that people are people like, you know, they love and they are who they are and just accept them. Just acceptance is I feel like um, one thing that our world needs to work on that it's okay to be different you know who wants to be normal like that's boring we want to be different we want to be fun you know so I just think acceptance is a big thing um and I feel like that's we have a long way to go but I feel like with everything you know compared to like my grandma's generation and my mom's generation like I feel like we're on the right path
0: we just have a lot more work to do what what do you think that work is
1: I think just educating people, you know, like I'm very excited, um, you know, about what my grandma's been saying and very happy because I feel like education has been a big part of kind of her journey and understanding kind of what's going on in the world compared to you, how she used to see the views and how everything used to be back then. So I think just education, resources, um, asking questions. If you don't know, you know, it's okay. Always ask questions. So I think just getting the word out there and just yeah like like I say um you know Bold Futures and all of these organizations these nonprofits are doing so amazing to get the word out there like that it's okay like we're accepting like I love when I see places that are um like gender neutral bathrooms and stuff like that like that's so beautiful because like I just feel like that's what we should be doing we should see that everywhere because you know whether Whatever your pronouns are, like we love and we accept you. And I feel like that's what someone should have. Like Every restaurant should have that. Like Whatever your pronouns are, we love and accept you, so come in and eat some food, you
0: know? Mom to grandma and daughter, what kind of message of love and acceptance would you want to impart to Deja or to your mom?
2: Very blessed to have lived the life that I have, and I think my love for life is very infectious. And so I bring that upon, and i i I share that love with them to then spread it to others um to to be softer to be gentle, and I don't think that until recently my mom has realized what a hard life I actually have had and and her to say the other day, "Wow, you really have had a hard life, but that just shows." how much loving I am. I am so loving. I'm so giving. I'm so passionate about being good to people because of the life that I have lived. And I think my mom and my daughter see it and they try to make things, they see the the beauty in so much life and in others. And it has changed, I believe, their outlook. Recently for my mom, I've seen a huge change in her because she is asking questions. She is like, well, what does that mean? I don't understand it. Um, what is okay to say? Or how do I approach it? What's is that wrong? You know, just, she, she's very, she wants to become educated because it makes her
0: more loving. <laughs> I think that says a lot about you, Della, that part of you is reflected in the kind of love and openness that, Victoria and and even Deja are.
3: But actually, I have learned from her to to be more loving, because in our home, we knew that our parents loved us, but they never said, I love you. They never put their arms around you. So you grow up thinking it's okay. And that's what you do. Mm -hmm. That's, you know, you don't tell your kids, well, you say I love you, but maybe once a week, instead of, you know, 10 times a day, because we never had that. So I couldn't share that I couldn't be something that I wasn't or that I felt. I loved them, but showing them was not hard. I just didn't know how. I never was taught. We, I knew that our parents loved us, but so it just went without
0: saying. So is it beautiful to learn that from Victoria? Oh,
3: absolutely. Of course.
0: And Deja, seeing this, how does that make you feel?
1: It makes me so happy because I feel like I've learned, you know, I've learned to be strong and independent and stand up for myself, for my grandma, but I've learned to be loving and gentle and caring for my mom. And so now, like, you know, when I have kids, I can implement both of those parental aspects, I guess, and, you know, show my children how to love and how to stand up for themselves and be independent as well.
0: This is a beautiful conversation, and I definitely appreciate being a part of this today. Thank you. Many thanks to Deja, Victoria, and Della for sharing with us their lessons of love and hope for New Mexicans. Continue on with the Bold Futures podcast by subscribing to Heart of New Mexico and the second season of our limited series about religious refusals on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, and on our website at boldfuturesnm.org backslash heart of New Mexico. Also, follow us on social media as well. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.